Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 29th. Today we're going to continue talking about Alma's teachings to his son Corianton. And as I was reading today, the thought came to me, why is this so important? I know that seems like a silly question. Obviously, understanding the plan of salvation is important. But why for Corianton? Why for you and I? Why does Heavenly Father want us to know what comes next? Why not just have the other side be a big giant surprise party? (laughs) I like surprises. Why does he want us to know? And as I was thinking about that, I thought about friends that I have that have fallen away. Friends that I have who have decided that there's no such thing as God, no such thing as a next life, that this life is all there is, and there's nothing that comes next. And all of a sudden, the answer to that question became very clear. My friends, Heavenly Father wants us to know that there is more to life than just mortality because it changes what we do. It changes our outlook on everything. The eternal perspective that the gospel gives us allows us to make choices for more than the here and now. In fact, if you think about Satan's attacks on mankind right now, one of his biggest attacks is his attack on this principle. He tries to get people to believe that there is no God. And when they believe that, when they truly believe that there is no God, all of a sudden that means there is nothing else beyond this life, beyond this world. Now, my friends, how would that change you? If you truly believed that there was nothing else, if you truly believed that this life was all there was, how would that change your actions? How would that change your choices? I would like to think that I would be a good moral person just based on principle, but I can't say that I would be. Because when there is nothing past this life, there is no consequence past this life. There is nothing else to live to a higher moral standard for. And so if the adversary can get us to believe that there is no God, he can get us to believe that there is no law, no eternal law to live for. And if he can get us to believe that, then all of a sudden God's sacred commandments, all of a sudden the things that he's asked us to do so that our hearts can be changed, go out the window. So Alma, understanding this perfectly, and sitting in front of a son who had transgressed some of God's most important commandments, sees that right now is the moment to teach Corianton why. Why we live the gospel. Why we pray to God. Why we worship him. Why we repent using the atonement of Jesus Christ. Why we keep God's commandments. Because the why lies in what comes after this life. The why lies in our relationship with God. The why comes when we consider that there is more to life than just mortality. Elder Ballard said, Remembering the plan of salvation gives mortal life a meaning and purpose and direction. Elder Pino of the Seventy said, Understanding the plan of happiness provides us with an eternal perspective and helps us to truly value the commandments, the ordinances, the covenants, and the trials and tribulations. My friend, it's no wonder why understanding the plan of salvation is such an important and vital aspect of mortality. Gaining a true understanding of who God is in our relationship with him helps us to understand each aspect of the plan of salvation. When we understand who God is and how much he loves us, all of a sudden the atonement of Jesus Christ doesn't just make sense. It all of a sudden becomes vital and a driving force in our lives. 
when we understand that there is life beyond this life, all of a sudden it changes what we want to do. It changes who we want to be. Not because we're scared of punishment, but because we know God and we love him. I love that understanding that Alma had. That understanding that really the only thing that could truly bless and change Corianton in his moments of sin, in his moments of struggling, in his moments of doubt, and in his wayward wanderings, Alma understood that the thing that could help his son change his ways and rely more on the teachings of his Father in Heaven was a true understanding of the plan of salvation and the life after this one. Now, something that teaches us about God's love and mercy is actually found in chapter 40. Alma's explaining to Corianton what happens after death, and he says, And then it shall come to pass that the spirits of those who are righteous are received into a state of happiness, which is called paradise, a state of rest, a state of peace, where they shall rest from all their troubles and from all their care and sorrow. Now this is the state of the souls of the wicked, yea, in darkness, and a state of awful, fearful looking for the fiery indignation of the wrath of God upon them. Thus they remain in this state, as well as the righteous in paradise, until the time of their resurrection. Now, from an LDS standpoint, we hear that scripture and we realize, okay, that is obviously talking about spirit paradise and spirit prison. And at the very end of that last verse, it actually says that this is their state until the time of the resurrection. But in the rest of Christianity, they see those two states as the final. It's almost like they lost the last chapter of the book. You know, they're sitting there, they're reading, everything's great, mortal life, death, judgment, heaven and hell, and that's it. And they don't get the last chapter, which says, and then there's this other part. And so in the rest of Christianity, they think that the eternal nature is the righteous in a state of peace, happiness, and joy, and the wicked in a state of misery and endless torment and little devils poking you with fire for eternity, <laughs> right? That is what they think of when you talk about heaven and hell. Now, what I love about this doctrine as we know it as taught here in the Book of Mormon, is we get to see God's true nature, his true love, and his true mercy. If you go to the church's website and you look up the word hell, it talks about there being two different versions of it. There's outer darkness, which will be the state of the sons of perdition forever, but it also says this, it is the temporary abode in the spirit world for those who were disobedient in mortality. In this sense, hell has an end. Now, I love that. I love what it teaches us. Because in that state of hell, in that state of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, there is an end. There is mercy. There is repentance. And once the conditions of repentance have been met, those in that hell will be resurrected to glory. God loves his children even his wayward ones, even his stubborn ones that don't want to repent. He loves them. And his plan is not to leave them in a state of weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth for eternity. His plan is a state of glory for all his children. But within that glory, there are different levels. Now, my friends, I don't know about you, but if I don't live in a way that leads me to a life forever with my Father in heaven and a life forever with my family, 
anything less will be eternal hell for me. But it's not a hell of my Heavenly Father's making. It will be a hell of my own making. I will still be in glory, but I will be in a glory regretting not doing everything I could do to gain everything my father wanted to give me. In a talk called The Creation, President Nelson said, The creation, great as it is, is not an end in itself, but a means to an end. We come to the earth for a brief period of time, endure our tests and trials, and prepare to move onward and upward to a glorious homecoming. Our thoughts and deeds while here will surely be more purposeful if we understand God's plan and are thankful for and obedient to His commandments. As beneficiaries of the divine creation, what shall we do? We are to love and care for one another. We are to be creators in our own right. Builders of an individual faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and faith in His church. We are to build families and be sealed in holy temples. We are to build the church and the kingdom of God upon the earth. We are to prepare for our own divine destiny, glory, immortality, and eternal lives. These supernal blessings can all be ours through our faithfulness. My friends, I testify that the promises of God are real, and He has made those promises to us in His holy temples. And now it's our responsibility to ever remember the plan of salvation, to ever keep present in our minds that this is not the end, and to live our lives to fulfill our end of those covenants so we can receive those beautiful and eternal promises that a loving Heavenly Father has for us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.